Rapping with Rico and former All-American quarterback Steve Taylor, Nebraska Football Hall of Famer. Blitz is on. Taylor picks it up. Fires. Touchdown, Nebraska. Canadian Football League Grey Cup champion. Taylor again, wide open. And first-team All-American quarterback Steve Taylor. Five for Steve Taylor. That is a new Nebraska record. Two-time Nebraska high school track and field state runner-up and two-time captain for the University of Nebraska Kearney track and field team, Enrique Alvarez-Clary, better known as Rico. Live from the heart of Lincoln, America, this is Rappin' with Rico and former All-American quarterback Steve Taylor. Welcome in. So rapping with Rico and former All-American quarterback Steve Taylor. I am Rico joining you live from the 93.7 The Ticket Studios in beautiful downtown Lincoln. To my left, we have the former All-American quarterback Steve Taylor. Steve, how yes. are you on this gloomy, cloudy? Oh, come on. It's hump day, man. It's Wednesday hump day. Beautiful Wednesday yeah. here in the Star City. Yeah, It's hump day and it's Wednesday wings. Wednesday I'm, wings? I'm, I'm always looking forward to that. Yeah, it's a great day, man. You know, it's been too too hot the last couple of days, so I like a little bit of fall weather. So this I mean, is I'm 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 enjoying. It was this. nice yesterday. Yeah, it was nice. It was a little it nice. Was, little it was a little windy too. though. It, was a little, it got a lot windy as the day went on. Yeah, it, it, was a little, it was yeah. it was nicer earlier in the yeah. day. We're getting into the uh, very cold portion of the month, as it's supposed to be in like the 40s or the 50s though in these next few days, mm-hmm. like a, for like a week. That's not too cold. That's 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 still golf. It's weather. gonna be a cold Saturday game day. Yeah, and that it could be wet. Raining for uh, when so. when Purdue comes to town and yeah. and Ryan Walters who hates the red and hates the the N on the side of the helmet as he said in his <laughs> Purdue press conference is that right yeah, yeah he grew up apparently he grew up in Colorado grew up a, oh, okay. okay his dad was a went to Colorado as a Buffalo alumni or a Buffalo fan and he uh, he said that you know it's gonna stir up some emotions he's like I don't I don't like that color I don't like the N on the on the side of the helmet I don't like any man. of that so it's it's a big week for the him. H word the hate is such yeah. a strong that's word, what he said man, so. Maybe there's something all behind all that stuff. It's going to be quite interesting when Purdue comes to town this this coming Saturday. But last Saturday, Nebraska yes. won a game. Remind me, did they? They won they a did. game. Yeah, it didn't feel well. It felt like it, but <laughs> it didn't look like it. It was a very no, it was, gross game. But again, yeah, a win, a is, win a is a win. win. A it win doesn't matter how you get it. All that matters is that you won. For sure. um, and Nebraska beat Northwestern in a game that saw Heinrich Harburg throw for what 85 yards is that what it was let me make sure i get this right uh <laughs> heinrich Carberg threw for 85 yards one touchdown and two interceptions see that's why i'm not a stat guy the biggest stat is the w of course that's the biggest stat is the w so that's all that matters that's all that matters is this tail in the season just get the w's that's just that's your, yeah. your your take on the game yeah well just, my take, they got the w they I want, got the w but i, mean, I want to know how you feel about how, about the 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 you know we we know this offense has been struggling. We know that there hasn't been much of a passing game. They ran the ball a little bit with some of the running backs. Uh, Emmett Johnson twelve carries for seventy three. Heinrich carried it sixteen times for seventy six. Yes. Anthony Grant got in a very few times, six carries for twenty two, and Josh Fleeks uh, three for ten. So um, and defense, defense was defense obviously was stepped up. Stepped we can up, talk so. about the defense in a second, but I want to get your take on the offense. <laughs> the take, and the, there's not too much. Not, to take not on much. It. Not much no. going on on the offensive side of the ball. No, 181 had, yards rushing and 85 yards passing. Yeah, we had the two early turnovers. Yes. Right, we had that. So, you know, to overcome that is always good. Uh, we have to be more efficient with that. We got to take care of the football. 
there's really not too much to say, unfortunately. There was really nothing outstanding. Um, there were some good things offensively, mm-hmm. you know, made some made some plays. Uh, the young the young wideout. Malachi Coleman got Malachi his first touchdown. Got his first touchdown. They they stretched the field vertically. Mm-hmm. So that was good. I guess a play call by Coach Osborne, mm-hmm. designed by Coach. They've been so, running that, uh, was yeah. it the belly option? The belly option. So they were like, yeah. let's get the belly option pass in there. And yeah. they did, and it resulted in a it touchdown. It was good. So um, that was good. So, you know, at this point, where we are in Nebraska, in Nebraska football, I'm all about the W's. Mm-hmm. I mean, first of all, you always are about the W's, but more so now. So, um, and that's the improvement. The improvement are the W. Yeah. You know, the little things will hopefully become little good, great things in the future. But the W is all that matters. I'm really impressed with just the defense. Our defense is making our job a little easier to get those wins uh, because if they don't play well, uh, we had some help too from Northwestern because they were pretty inept. Uh, really not a threat offensively. No. I mean, God, no team speed. <laughs> the average team speed 40 must be like a 4-9 or something, you know? <laughs> I mean, they had two chances for, <laughs> two for chance. runaway touchdown. The running back down. goes through, and he's he's a bigger well, boy. Didn't, he still, wasn't getting didn't away. No, and was, then the pass, and Malcolm Hartsog, yeah, you know, gets some, get wasn't some tackles. Even, wasn't down. Even, and when, when that happened, I knew they weren't going to score. They were going to come away with, with a running back goal. was slow. Dude, it was like he was caught before even <laughs> – you had a chance was, to punch that ball out. You might have been able I know, to. It was, it was really kind of sad, man, but it is what it is. So I'm all about that. So now we got another opponent this week mm-hmm. that we should get the W, you know, and um, it's a little bit more nerve-wracking with Purdue because you you don't know what you're going to get with them. They have a better offense, they have a better offense. than Northwestern, They obviously. do, so that's that's a little concerning, but hopefully our defense can keep them in check. So as long as a defensive also, coordinator for a head coach, so you would expect their defense to be decent. Yeah. They're going to be a little bit more of a challenge. Mm-hmm. So uh, we cannot have two early turnovers because if they do that and they capitalize and get some points, get us in a hole, if we got to score 30 points or more, I mean, that, that, that's going to be, I think that, that's going to be tough. So we're going to have to really take care of the football, be efficient, come away with touchdowns, not field goals, mm-hmm. uh, win, win the field position, and then we can get this W. It was and good just to get see. Closer, get closer and closer to those six, six or seven wins. That's very obtainable. Mm-hmm. It was good to see Alvano put a field goal through yeah. from from further out. It was like forty some yards, I think. Yeah, yeah so, forty seven yards. It was good to see him well, get that get that kind of monkey off his back. Yeah, so they can get slowly get some confidence, mm-hmm. you know, so they can take care of these these wins that they they, they should be able to win. So, um, so it's really it's really encouraging. You know, I think Rule has done a fantastic job. I, job. I love the way he's, he prepares the team um, mentally and physically. So he's doing he's doing all those things that a coach needs to do to mm-hmm. get these wins, and that's. That's the difference makers, the little things that the previous administration didn't do. Um, and, and the record indicated that. But rule are do, rules doing those things. So as of right now, we're, we're coming away with those wins. Um, it's those little things that can get you over the hump. So they just keep making progress. We're getting those wins. Learning how to win mm-hmm. is, is, is true. And having confidence that you can do that. So uh, in that regard, things are looking much better for Nebraska in that regard. Mm-hmm. So uh, and then we just got to, you know, we got to get better overall team talent speed and all that kind of stuff now okay so we we've seen what nebraska's defense can do and the offense is having spurts of of decent and then very bad um is do you in your mind can nebraska's defense continue up this level of play if the offense is going to be as bad as it was against northwestern as bad as it's been in a couple of the games this season no i I think they can and the reason why is because i don't really see an offensive threat out there in the west that can really expose us. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I revisit that. Maryland is going to be a catchy one. Yes. That one's going to be a little dicey. 
But um, the defense have, have been consistent. Uh, they've been steady. Uh, they've played within themselves. So that's good and that's encouraging. So Coach White has done a fabulous job, in my opinion, with that. And um, still a long ways to go, um, you know, but uh, he's done what he needed to do with, with, with what he has to work with. And um, I'm pleased with that. So we're getting closer and closer to those six wins or so, mm-hmm. you know. I'm not all that thrilled about, you know, I don't look at it as a bowl game. I'm looking at wins. And, you know, if they want to go to a bowl game, fine. If not, then, you know, it is what it is. So, but uh, the, wins are, the wins are good. And uh, the team is getting confident. And um, that pays dividends in the future. So Nebraska's defense has been lights out against the run. Right. The, yes. You know, they faced a lot of, you know, in the Big Ten West, it's a lot of run heavy teams. Well, against this this Purdue team, they're going to want to air it out a little bit more. They're they're more of an air raid offense type. They still have the option to run the ball and they have, you know, Devin Mockaby's pretty good running back as well there. He's the one that kind of tore them apart last year. But with this <laughs> air raid offense coming into town, Nebraska's pass defense is is good, but it's, it's been good. a little suspect yeah. at times. We're going to need to get some are pressure. You, yeah, are you are you confident going into this one about Nebraska's defense? You know, able to hold down Purdue's offense with Hudson Card at the at quarterback yeah. position, kind of slinging the rock around and being as athletic no, I, as I, he I, is, being yeah, able to run as well. That's that's going to be the key too. Is that if he gets outside the pocket and can extend some plays and, and make some things happen and run for first downs, you know, and move those chains, and that can be that can be a challenge for us, uh, especially if our offense is stuttering. Um, so. But I'm I'm confident that they can they can limit the big plays. Mm-hmm. If they can limit those big plays to less than three, then uh, we'll have a good chance. And uh, they're going to need to get some pressure on the quarterback. So they've been steady. Uh, we really won't know until they play. But uh, I think they're equipped enough, and they're going to be prepared enough to uh, to defend this offense. That do you, offense. Do you think that they'll get pressure on the quarterback and be able to sack and be able to hit him? Um, when you know the other air raid, have to. the other air raid offense that they faced was Louisiana Tech, yeah. and they didn't get they didn't uh, a single sack in that game. So, do you think that they'll be able to to get to him? I mean, we've seen I, the defensive line for Nebraska kind of take some steps forward. Ty Robinson, Natch Hutmacher had himself a really good game against Northwestern. Um, but, they brought up James. Uh, what was his last name? I'm sorry. I'm sorry about this. James Williams from the practice yeah. squad, number ninety, and he was causing some disruptions. Do you think they'll be able to get some pressure on, on Hudson Card and, and get get a couple sacks? Yeah, and and that's why I say Coach White has done a good job because he's brought pressure from secondary blitzes mm-hmm. and linebackers. Now, if the, if the if you're not getting a push up front from your D lineman and outside ends, then uh, you got to bring pressure another way, and that's what he's done. Uh, and he's been timely with that. So. I think he's going to be very well prepared. He'll have some wrinkles in that, have some blitz packages, secondary blitzes, halfback blitzes, and some, some stunts with the linebackers. So you, mm-hmm. can, you can apply pressure that way. They're just going to have to get to the quarterback and make the play. So um, I'm very confident in that he's going to be prepared in that regard. He's going to put people or players in position to be successful mm-hmm. and get, give his defense a chance to be successful. So he's done that so far to this date. Obviously, they were just physically overmatched. You know, with Michigan, yeah. You know, I think the talent level is somewhat closer with these other teams. You know, so um, that that will equal itself out. And I think uh, defensively, coach wise, that we're going to be very well prepared, and he will have a package together where he can get pressure to the, you know, get pressure on the quarterback if the defensive line is not doing that on, alone. Now, going to the offensive side of the ball, because I know that you know, we're, we're all pretty confident about the defense, regardless of who they face uh, from here on out. <laughs> but on the offensive side of things, they've been. You know, no, it's leaky. Just, they they haven't been the greatest, yeah. and now it's only going to get worse it's as not, they lose their left tackle Turner Corcoran yeah. to, I believe, foot surgery. Um, they lose 
Um, their right guard, left guard, uh, Ethan Piper to yeah. a surgery. Um, Nuri Nueli is going to be missing a couple of games. He had a, a surgery. We're not sure what he had surgery on, but he had a surgery. Um, and then you're losing Billy Kemp for a couple of games with a sprained MCL. And then Tommy Hill, you're kind of do it all guy in the in the secondary and as a wide receiver uh, is day to day with an ankle injury. Like this, this offense is beat up. Yeah, but, you know that's that's football. Everyone's beat up. I'm pretty sure uh, Purdue's going to have their injury list as well. You, you want to keep that list as short as possible, but uh, that's why you got to have depth at most at most every position for the next guy to step up. So, you know, you can't be considered and talk about it, but uh, they're going to have to go out there and have to play. And that's when you really have to be more consistent and plan game plan strategically, give your best players many chances to make plays. Mm-hmm. So um, they're going to have to hold up their end of the bargain, you know, and, and take care of the football and secure it. So, mm-hmm. uh, but injuries is, that's just the nature of the game. Um, and that's why, that's why it's so imperative to have depth at every position. Yeah. And, and, and I get that it's, you know, cause we've heard that from a lot of people, you know, injuries happen in football and that's, yeah. that's just a part of it, but this is, I, I've never seen, and you know, I'm going to be 30 years old next year. So I haven't been around that long, but I've never seen something like this for a team where well, I've seen it, where <laughs> you have, yeah. Of the people who started the season as starters yeah. for Nebraska's offense, you have your your center in Ben Scott, your right tackle in Bryce Benhart, your two tight ends, technically because they're co-starters, in Thomas Fedoni, Nate Borgatier, yeah. and Alex Bullock are the only five people who started the season as starters on the depth chart yeah. that will be starting against Purdue. You have five yeah. of the 11 people on offense who started the season as starters. You have five. Hey, that's life. What, what, what do you want me to say, Rico? You still got to play the game, man. I mean, and I mean, this is a good is, test of their depth, and it's a good way yeah. to, uh, you know, not a good way, but it this will test their depth and see, you know, how good they are with the backups and the third stringers in those regards. And also, it it, it allows an opportunity for the younger guys, for the freshmen, the redshirt freshmen, the redshirt sophomores, Absolutely. whatever, to get on the field and get experience. The only mm-hmm. the best way to to get experience and be ready as, as your career goes on is by actually getting on the field, yeah. not a practice field, but a game field and playing in the game. And that's good and all, but at the same time. These guys, you had your starters for a reason because they were they were better, and now yeah. you're down to five on the offensive side of the ball. Like that's yeah. that's ridiculous. That's football. That's football, man. That's why you can't get it. You can't get hurt. <laughs> I, I know. I, mean, I don't want to tell you, man. I mean, I wish I had a magic wand for you, but God, I mean, like, you know, if you're a younger player, you got a great opportunity to step up and do some things. But that's why it's so important to have depth and yeah. have good. You, know, you, you don't have a huge drop off. And that's where Nebraska has not had that. And so um, when you're consistently outside the top 25 in recruiting, you know, you're not, you're not going to have that. So, and those are things that we got to get better at. We got to improve on. And, and Rule is working hard to do that. And that takes some time. That's just a numbers deal. That takes years, you know. So, um, you know, that's, that's, you, try to, you try to get your guys in the best shape you can in the offseason with winter conditioning, summer mm-hmm. workouts, all that kind of stuff. Guys need to take care of their body. And, uh, you know, when you talk about this, this is another reason, because this is why collegiate sports have changed so much, why players are choosing not to play in the bowl game. That's a, a nothing bowl game. That's why I don't really talk too much about bowl games anymore, because you have to let your body heal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's a long – these guys are playing 12, 13, 14 games now. I mean, that's, that's a lot of games. I played, I played 18 professionally in two, in two preseasons, which is 20 games, you know, so – that's a long season, and you're getting hit week in and week out, so your body needs to heal. So, 
and you got to take care of yourself. You know, you got to rest. And if you, you got to get treatment and, um, you know, and you need some, you need some luck, you know, not, not to get yourself in a bad position or, you know, do something major to your body. So, mm-hmm. but that's always been a, a, a struggle with football. It's, it's a combat, it's a gladiator sport. Guys are going to get injured, going to get nicked up and you got to play through that. And, um, you know, so that's why I think with this whole new system, the way things are playing out, these bowl games, they really do not mean that much. I think it's more important for a player to rest their body and recover versus going out there playing in a game that means absolutely nothing. I mean, really, it really means nothing in the big picture of things. So that's a business decision. It's a mindful decision. So those are the things that's going to, you're going to start seeing in the collegiate sport. Um, now that, especially now with the NIL and the money that players are making, mm-hmm. you know, those are decisions that they're going to have to make. And they're not selfish decisions. It's just where the game is going to. Yeah. I mean, you got to um, look out for yourself. Yeah. You got to look out for yourself and your career, you know, and you got to weigh the pros and cons, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, Cause, I mean, you had that, well, this is a couple of years ago now, but there was the Notre Dame linebacker. I can't remember his name. Um, was supposed to be a first round draft pick was playing in the bowl game. That wasn't, it wasn't a playoff game. It wasn't, you know, a, yeah. it might've been a New Year's six bowl, but <laughs> even then he's playing and it tears his ACL. Yeah. That's unfortunate. And he ends up slipping all the way to the, I think it was like the fifth round or something. Yeah. Got drafted by the Cowboys. Didn't play that entire first year, came back and was actually really good. Got himself a new contract, yeah. but that doesn't always happen. No, so doesn't. if you get hurt, you slip in the draft, you're losing out on that first round, second round money. And then maybe you don't play as well as you thought you were going to play yeah. in the NFL, and you're already out all that money. Yeah, I'm all for finishing out the season. There's no question about that. I'm all for finishing out the season, the regular season. And then if you're in the playoffs, then you continue. Mm-hmm. If not, then, you know, rest up. I think that's – I'm pretty sure you're going to see that here in the next few years. Uh, these bowl games will diminish, and especially if financially it's not beneficial to the institutions, you know. So, um you know, we're going to see how this plays out, but collegiate sports have, have changed dramatically. Mm-hmm. So you're going to see more of that. I mean, players have already elected not to play in bowl games that yeah. were not significant bowl games. So, okay. Or New Year Day bowls, that kind of thing. Yeah. So. All right. So going back to the offensive side, going to, to Heinrich Carberry in the quarterback situation, I want to <laughs> ask you this. If you're the quarterback's coach or if you're the offensive coordinator, I mean, how much does your play calling change when you're down to two upperclassmen on your offensive line. You're down to two guys who started hey. the season on your offensive line with your center and your right tackle. You've got a redshirt sophomore and Taper Hoskett left tackle. You've got Justin <laughs> Evans Jenkins, who is a center and a guard. He's kind of rotating between both of those. I think he's a redshirt sophomore, redshirt freshman somewhere along there. I mean, he's not an upperclassman. And you got Henry Lutowski, who's he's he's played a decent amount this season because him and New Ellie have been switching yeah. in and out on certain drives and, and whatever, what have you. So you've got three underclassmen on your offensive line, you've got, you know, Ben Scott, the transfer from Arizona State playing center, and Bryce Benhart, a right tackle. I mean, does does anything in your no. play calling change? No. I mean, to some degree. I mean, guys can only handle so much, right? And But you want to prepare a nice package for guys that do not have as much experience. Mm-hmm. So in that regard, absolutely. But you got, you got to win the football game. You can't coach a game and call a game trying not to get a guy injured. Now, obviously... You know, if a guy can't go to his right or go to his left, and you know, you make those simple like those those simple changes, but no, you got you got to win the football game. I'm not saying and, uh, to do it so nobody gets injured. I'm just saying, does your play calling change? No, at all? no, no. You have to play to your strengths. You have to play to your strengths, and uh, um, and you, football is a contact sport. Any play, you can get injured. You could, you know, any play, you can get injured. Um, so you can't let that affect your play calling. Mm-hmm. Um. And whatnot, guy just got that. You have to man up, and you got to play through it. And um, next man up, you hear that all the time. You no, know? 
that's once again, that's why I say it's imperative to have depth that you're not dropping off too much. Mm -hmm. But the key thing is being able to get those guys prepared during the week. I mean, that's, that's, that's the key thing, getting prepared during the week so they know what they're doing on, 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 on Husker Saturday. Yeah. And, and they can be efficient and, and, and know what their assignments are. Was there any thought in your mind watching that game, you know, the, the <laughs> early turnovers, was there a thought in your mind like, maybe we should give Sims a try again? <laughs> that ship is sailed. <laughs> I should, I, that's, that's when I said this. I'm not saying I, I sound, I'm not saying I told you so. So, but um, Sims now is del- he's, he's, he's just a guy that's going to come off the bench if Harburg can't play. I say, do now, you think that now that, he has, that was it, kind of the thing? Because I mean, you had two two early interceptions by Harburg. It didn't look great. He wasn't look completing great. a lot of passes. Nah. And you know, Satterfield nah. or Rule said after the game, you, you know, you, they were asked, "Did you think about Sims?" Nah, like, no, we didn't you think can't about pull it. him out. He's your starter. You can't pull him out with that. Now, if it was later in the game, three or four, and he's already and he's done that prior then then you may make a quarterback switch mm-hmm. just to spark your team if, if you're in trouble no but he's a starter now and uh he's you know so you think you have the better chance the best chance to win with him on the field 100 percent of the time mm-hmm. so he needs to play he's got to get the same leeway as yeah. sims got sims, earlier in the sims season. to just do what he's doing i mean I, I feel for the guy yeah but he played a hand in that and um you know he made the bed so now you got to sleep in him you know and Double H is your guy until he falters for he would have to falter for almost sixty-five to seventy-five percent of the game. In he, order if I'm going to put Sims in. So he throws those two interceptions early. If you're in the third quarter and it I mean it's the same score, it's the, you know, whatever the score is, he throws the third interception in the third quarter. Then maybe. It depends on where the game is. Like I think I there say, should be at least a thought. Because they said they didn't even think about no. it. No. Should there at least no, like, should no, there at least be a thought you know. like, you know, maybe we No, no, I'm telling you no. No, he's 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 the starter. He's 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 the better player. Okay. At this time. He's the better player. So he's gotten you the wins. He's four yeah. and one as a starter. Well, he had help with his team in the defense. Yeah. <clears throat> and he's played, you know, he's played, you know, he's played okay. I mean, but but uh no, it's unfortunate. I feel for Sims. I'm empathetic, but then again, I'm not so much because you can't get a guy an opportunity to take your your spot on games that you, you probably could have played and kept your job. So, mm-hmm. no, he double H is your guy right now until he just doesn't look like your guy. <laughs> then you go with someone else. Yeah, it makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. All right. So, uh, coming up next here on Rapping with Rico and former All-American quarterback Steve Taylor, I want to ask Steve about the uh, Michigan scandal going on, about the sign stealing and the signal stealing that uh, Harbaugh and their hired guy were were – you know, well, not Harbaugh wasn't, but their hired guy was going around to games and getting the signals for teams and going back to the to Michigan and being able to let them know. Like, I, I want to know your thoughts on that and if you think that it truly helped Michigan uh, because there is a coach in the NCAA that doesn't really think that it helped all that much because you still got to go out there and you still got to stop yeah. them. Up next here on 93.7 The Ticket.